0: Welcome to the Well Society Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kay, licensed master level social worker and certified Christian health and life coach. I'm your professional go-to expert for all driven yes women who desire more energy, peace and joy for the things and people she loves the most so she can be well, feel well and do well while coming to the proverbial well of Jesus. Thanks for coming to the well today. I'm so glad you're here.
1: All right. Hey, hey, ladies. Welcome to another episode of Holy Healthy Christian Moms. And as promised... We are going to have a new co-host for Holy Healthy Christian Moms. And um, Andrea, Andrea Anderson, we had a really bad habit of um, getting way ahead of the thoughts. And then we're like, oh, yeah, what about that? So we don't want to do that with the podcast. So we want to take this episode um, to introduce you to Andrea, um, who she is, where she came from, and um, just a little bit about who she is. So do you want to say hey?
2: Hey everyone! I'm really excited to be here on the podcast with Erin. So excited for what is going to be in store too. Yes, um, and
1: yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk in other episodes about uh, some other things we have going on. But one of the things that we want to do is kind of help break the uh, the rigidity that comes with like health coaching and all the things like you can have fun while you're doing it too. And part of that fun is knowing who your hosts are to begin with. Y'all are pretty familiar with me, but you're not familiar with her. So Andrea, tell us
2: um, about
1: you, who you are and where you're from. Okay.
2: So I am originally from Canada. So for those of you that are not Canadians, you'll pick up on me saying words differently than a typical American accent. Um, So that's where that is coming from. That's my Canadian ness coming out. Um, We moved to the United States when I was 12. Um, My dad's company moved us here. Um, I also had the opportunity to live over in England, they brought us over there. I graduated high school there, I ended up going to college to Canada. And then I came back to the Cleveland, Ohio area, which is where we had originally moved down when I was 12. And after college, I yeah came back to the Cleveland area, got my first real job. I met my husband and then it's like and then the rest is history. Um, So it's like fast forward from that moment to twenty some years later. Um, We have four children, a girl and three boys. We have one cat who adopted us and one kitten whom my daughter (laughs) got.
1: Yes. Very cool. Okay. So um, what did you go to school for? What's your background, your educational background? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So that's a, a funny question because for years I thought I wanted to be a vet like I was convinced that that is what I was going to do. And then it got to the point of applying for college to, you know, start that process. And I was rejected because my math and science grades (laughs) did not cut it. Like I loved biology, always fascinated with that, but anything with like heavy math beyond algebra, not my jam. So looking back, like, thankfully, um, I did not get accepted into those schools. And so again, I was over in England at the time and an American school over there. And I was like, okay, well, what now? Um, and I didn't have faith at the time. So there was no like idea about praying and asking God for direction. It was just, what do you want to do? And I think because I'd had international experience at that point, I was like, well, I would like to probably do international business. Um, And so I decided, okay, I'll apply to business school. And again, interestingly, I'd applied to colleges like the University of Michigan, University of Pennsylvania for when I thought I was going to be a vet. And then by the time like things came back around to where I had to apply to something else, I had decided I actually did not want to go to the States for college. I wanted to go to Canada. So I applied to the business school there always had like a high uh, interest in marketing and communications. And I ended up in the communications program because I flunked out of the business program (laughs) because of my math grades, because they make you do math. And I'm like, why do they make you do math when you know that you are not going to touch those numbers with a 10 foot pole, because you can't like calculate them. You can interpret them, but you can't calculate them. So yes. So it was just interesting. So eventually got into the right program, the right fit graduated with my communications degree. And I came back to the Cleveland area and it's, I'm one of the few people that actually went into a field for which she got her degree in, which was marketing communications. Um, oh yeah. Cause when I was in communications, I still took as many business courses as I wanted. So it's kind of like looking back now, it's interesting being a health coach and thinking I always had like how God tied things together in a way that I never thought, right? Like there's that high interest in biology, but it's like, you're not doing vet school. And then that business and marketing and communications like came into play here. So that was a really long answer, but. No,
1: that's a great answer. Um, Okay. And so I want to touch back on a point where you said that back when you were trying to figure out what you were going to be doing with mm-hmm. school when you were in England, that you mm-hmm. didn't have a relationship with God. So you couldn't talk mm-hmm. to him. So, you know, what, how does that song go? Um, I found God on the corner of what eighth and fifth Avenue, something like that, <laughs> you know, that song. It's um, so weird. Did you find God?
2: Mm-hmm. So it was in my grandfather's funeral, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, funny how death has you thinking about your own life. Right. And, he was the first person in my life that actually meant something to me so that when he died, it was like a hole was left. Like we had had other, uh, relatives, like more like aunts or uncles, like people that I didn't like, I knew, but didn't really know just, especially with us moving. It's not like we were around them a lot. So when they died, like, yes, it was, the passing was sad, but it wasn't, it wasn't as significant as my grandfather who, had presence you know in my life and because I ended up going to college in Canada I actually was in the same town where they were so especially over those four years like there was you know I got to spend more time with them than I had even when we had moved you know since we moved to the states and, and over to England so yeah so that was that really hit me and up until that point Like I was raised in what I would call a culturally Christian home. So I did grow up going to church until we moved to the States. And then just through circumstances, we stopped going Um, for some reason, when I was in science class in high school and they were talking about evolution, I was like, well, that takes care of the need of God or like Hmm. explanation for God. So I went into this phase of like atheism, agnosticism, and then when I was in my grandfather's funeral, like I know God had been working on my heart before. It wasn't like this, okay, you're hard hearted. And then boom, the next moment you're like, oh, I'm, you know, open to the Lord. He had been working on me up to that point, but that sitting in his funeral, I was like, wow, if what I'm believing is true, really suck would suck. Because I mean, I wouldn't meet my grandfather again, because I had previously believed that once you die, that was it. Like, you know, and literally end of the story done. And so that's what God used to get me thinking about or questioning whether what I was believing, whether that was true or not. And it was a gradual process. I I don't have like a like day or time or moment that I went from not believing to believing. It was just more um, being open-minded. He did have me read the Bible cover to cover. And so probably within like two to three years after have being in my grandfather's funeral. That's pro- somewhere in there. I came to faith.
1: Um, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's a great story. Mm. Love that. Um, yeah. I can't imagine like we just die and then poof, that's the end.
2: Yeah.
1: Sobering thought.
2: Yeah. For it's sure. Depressing. It's depressing. Yeah. And I think it's why people, but even that don't have faith, there's this like, oh, they're in the air or they're the snow or whatever, because God has put eternity in our hearts. So even people who don't confess to know the Lord, that doesn't even sit right with them. And I think there's, that's why there's those thoughts. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay.
1: So Andrea and I have this thing going north, south, north, south. So what are some things that make Let's, let me think how I want to say this. What are some things that you can do where you are that I can't do where I am down in the South?
2: Yeah, it was funny because after we had had that refreshment thing last week, I was thinking about that. So, one thing, and actually, because we're recording this in February, that you cannot do in the South that you can do here in certain homes, and ours is one of them because we have a century home, is your front area, like between the front door and then a door that would lead into the area, you can turn into a bit of a fridge in the winter. So we will literally store. We can store food out there when it's cold. In outside. this just this room, like yeah, like a f- picture, like a front entryway, and there's two doors. Uh-huh. Oh, the front yeah. door, and then there's a door to the like a lot of older homes. They had this like way where it was it was two doors, one to the outside world and then one to the living room. I think part of that was they didn't insulate their houses and it helped cut down on like the outside air just coming into the home. Also, we live in a multifamily. So there's that too. But anyway, so yeah, so that area we can, um, like I put something out there the other week when it was really cold, like below twenties outside and it was kind of getting frozen. (laughs) That is fascinating. Yeah. So I wonder if that's
1: equivocal to like a mudroom do you do you know do you call them mudrooms up
2: there too um yes we have mudrooms this wouldn't be a mudroom it would just be the front entryway um yes like in canada we call that a foyer f-o-y-e-r french (laughs) the foyer and so you can only guess what we call it down here it's foyer oh the foyer oh right with the r yeah (laughs) yeah Yes. Um, yeah. So that's what, that is definitely something you, I know you cannot do in the South now in my parents' house. Cause they have an, a newer home. You can do kind of that in the garage. Um, but not Yeah, but their, their garage is more insulated than like the front entryway of our house. So
1: <laughs> that is so fascinating. Yeah. All right. So what is your favorite color?
2: Oh, I don't have a favorite color. It's my, every time my kids ask me, "What's your favorite?" I'm like, I don't have a favorite. I mean, I I tend to love like the blues, the blue green. Um, it it really depends on the situation, kind of thing. It's like I don't know. I like certain colors for certain things. Um, yeah, but but blues and greens I always come back to. I think in part because I I love being by the water, and so. It's just, there's something like so calming about those colors. I see that
1: are some of my favorites.
2: Um, okay. Do you have
1: a particular number
2: that you love? Hmm. I probably when I was younger for the longest time, like I liked the number 13. And then at some point the like 21, but not, not really. I don't really have a favorite number. The interesting thing is my sister, when I've got two younger sisters, one of them did uh, vision board, um, thing with a group of friends and I, for the 2022 and we were going through magazines and numbers kept popping up to me, like fours and five. And I was like, this is where I'm like, cause I've heard about like numbers and all of that. And I'm like, that's just silly. But it was like, I couldn't ignore it. And so I, I don't know this, I, I guess for this year, like some of the numbers that have come up are like four or five, actually a lot of them like twos. So I looked in the Bible just to see what is the significance of that. And that was fascinating. Um, So it'll be interesting to see at the end of this year, like what happens with that if anything. Yeah. It's like, was I just like, was it just like a thing or does it, was there significance? Um, But I'm not trying to make it mean anything. It's just,
1: yeah. How the Lord kind of draws us to things, yeah. you know, the Lord yeah. makes things significant, not the world. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
1: okay. So let's, what is your favorite vacation spot?
2: Oh, again, a favorite <laughs> Tough one, another tough one. Okay. Well one, so we haven't been back for years, um, for a, a number of reasons and lately because Canada is a little challenging to get into, um, with the whole pandemic. Um, so growing up uh my grandparents had owned they were in northern Ontario actually I was born in what is known as the nickel capital of the world Sudbury Ontario Mm -hmm. nickel mining and it it was big there um and it's also known as cottage country so actually a lot of Americans were like going up there because of the natural lakes and all of that like it's it's beautiful. Um, and my grandparents had a small, they called it the camp, but It was like kind of like a cottage there. And then when our family start like their children, so my dad and his brother and sister moved to Southern Ontario, it didn't make sense for them to stay up there anymore. They wanted to be close and it didn't make sense to hang on to the camp. So they sold up. But my grandmother, who was a war bride actually from England, always liked being near the water. And so they, they ended up finding a cottage or cottages to rent along Lake Huron on the Canadian side. And so for years, that was just part of our family vacation. Like we would go for a week. Um, And then when um, I started, you know, when my husband and I got married, we were still going there and. For the first few years, I'm trying to think whether my youngest, I think, yeah, he was there too, but we rented, we started renting cottages and then, you know, things kind of change and as families grow. So yeah, that's, that always will have like a very special place in my heart. Um, But you'll like this, like I really did, like I had the opportunity for the first time to go to South Carolina over Christmas and I really did like Edisto Beach. So I would love to go back there. Yes. it's great. It is great. Yeah. Um,
1: well, thank you for taking your time today to introduce yourself yeah. to our people. Um, is there anything that you want to say to them about, I don't know, scripture, your walk with the Lord, your health journey, anything?
2: Um, well, okay. I guess to, let's tie it to health and then, cause it'll, and then we'll be going into the next episode and getting into more of that. Um, so it'll be a good transition. So, um, so I, the Lord had me make changes in my health that I said I would never make. So two of the most significant were for a time, like giving up sugar and also going plant-based or vegan. Like those are things that I said I would never do. I don't do them now. I don't do them hundred percent of the time, but you know, if you had told me, you know, a few months before I had made those changes that I was going to make those changes, I would have laughed have been like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. That's silly. So it's just interesting. It's um, it also reminds me of why it's so important for us to never say never, especially with the Lord. Cause I think sometimes he just kind of is like, Oh, really? <laughs> <Watch> <laughs> well this. then, let's let's see about that. Yes, like when he knows that it's aligned with the purposes and the plans that he has for us. Um, so yeah, so that's taught me just to you know have a little more humility and in, in what. I say I'm going to do or not do, um, but also just so grateful to him that he brought me through those changes because um, just of how I'm able to apply it, you know, going forward with, with clients and in the work that I'm doing and we're doing together. Absolutely. Yeah. So on our next episode,
1: we're going to be talking more about um, how we met how this whole thing got going and um, just our story. So thank you so much, Andrea, and welcome to being an official co-host of Holy Healthy Christian
2: Moms. Yeah, I am so excited. I cannot wait for this next next season, this next adventure. Yes.
1: All right, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.
0: My prayer is that you are leaving this episode with more energy, more joy, and more peace than when you came to... Make sure to subscribe and share the Well Society podcast so that we can reach more driven yes women like you. Come join us in the Women at the Well Christian Help and Wellness Support Group on Facebook and subscribe to my email list to stay apprised of all upcoming events, programs, and coaching opportunities. If the content of this episode resonated with you, And you'd like to speak with me about investing and working with me one-on-one or in the Well Society Intensive, please visit www.erinkcoaching.com to schedule a complimentary fitting call. Until the next time we meet at this well, do well, be well, and feel well.